Hi guys, Michelle here. Just trying to take a few moments before the podcast to remind everyone that if you want to hear the music selections at the end of the podcast, you have to do so listening to it on the Anchor app. Also, if you could take a few moments to rate this podcast and subscribe, it would really help me out. Thank you. Florence Beatrice Smith was born on April 9, 1887 in Little Rock, Arkansas to middle-class parents Florence Gulliver and James H. Smith. Florence was one of three children in what was considered a mixed-race family. It is interesting to note that despite racial issues of the era, her family was well-respected and did well within their community. Their house was in a racially mixed neighborhood as well. Her father was a dentist and her mother was a music teacher who guided Florence's early musical training. Florence had her first piano performance at the age of four. The Smith family entertained Frederick Douglass in their family home when Florence was a child. He stayed at the Smith home while he was speaking in Little Rock. Florence was an intellectual and musical prodigy She was sent to Sisters of Mercy Convent School in Little Rock, Arkansas to further her music studies. Florence had her first composition published at the age of 11. She then attended Capitol Hill High School. By the time she was 14, Florence had graduated as valedictorian of her class. After high school, she enrolled in the New England Conservatory of Music in Boston, Massachusetts with a major in piano and organ. Initially, she identified as a Mexican to avoid the prejudice the people had towards African Americans at the time. At the conservatory, Florence was one of only a couple of students invited to study composition and counterpoint with composer George Chadwick, who at the time was the director of the conservatory. This opportunity was truly life-changing for Florence. She wrote her first string trio and symphony while at the conservatory. In 1906, Florence graduated with honors and left with both an artist diploma in organ and teaching certificate. Leaving with two degrees was quite unusual for students at the time. And it was even more um, surprising for her as a woman, and she was also a black woman, so this was a big deal. Florence returned to Arkansas, where she taught briefly before moving to Atlanta, Georgia in 1910. There, she became the head of the music department for what is now Clark Atlanta University. Clark Atlanta University is a historically black college. In 1912, she married Thomas J. Price, who was a lawyer. They moved to Little Rock, Arkansas, where he had his practice. However, after a series of racial incidents in Little Rock, particularly a lynching of a black man in 1927 near where Thomas's office was, the Price family decided to leave. They moved north in what was called the Great Migration to escape the Jim Crow conditions. The family settled in Chicago, which at the time was a major industrial city. It is important to note that Jim Crow laws were state and local laws that enforced racial racial segregation in the southern United States. Between 1916 and 1970, 
Six million African Americans moved out of the rural southern United States to the urban Northwest, Midwest, and West. In Chicago, Florence Price began a new and fulfilling period in her composition career. She studied composition, orchestration, and organ with the leading teachers in the city, including Arthur Olaf Anderson, Carl Bush, Wesley La Violetta, and Leo Sowerby. She published four pieces for piano in 1928. Florence was enrolled at various times at the Chicago Musical College, Chicago Teachers College, Chicago, excuse me, University of Chicago, and American Conservatory of Music. She studied languages, liberal arts subjects, as well as music. Financial struggles and abuse by her husband resulted in Florence getting a divorce in 1931. She became a single mother to her two daughters, named Florence, after her, and Edith. To make ends meet, she worked as an organist for silent film screenings and composed songs for radio ads under a pen name, Forrest Wood. She also worked as a college professor, a church organist, and a theater accompanist. During this time, Florence lived with friends. She eventually moved in with her student and friend, Margaret Bonds, who was also a black pianist and composer. This friendship connected Florence with writer Langston Hughes and contralto Marian Anderson, both prominent figures in the art world who aided in her future success as a composer. Florence Price and her friend Margaret Bonds began to achieve national recognition for their compositions and performances. In 1932, both women submitted compositions for the Wanamaker Foundation Awards. Florence won first prize with her symphony in E minor and third prize for her piano sonata, earning her a $500 prize. But it's also important to note that her friend Margaret came in first place in the song category with a song entitled Sea Ghost. The Chicago Symphony Orchestra, conducted by Frederick Stock, premiered Florence's Symphony in E minor on June 15, 1933 at the Chicago World's Fair. This made Florence's piece the first composition by an African-American woman to be played by a major orchestra. Her symphony was played by an orchestra of all white men. This was unprecedented for the time to have an African-American woman's piece of music played by such a prestigious orchestra at such a prestigious setting. Florence's music is a blend of two traditions, African-American and European. It is said that the opening movement of her symphony in E minor is reminiscent of Dvorak's New World Symphony with its, with its ominous sweep and lyrical melodies. In the second movement, you can hear cathedral chimes glisten in the serene slow movement where a brass choir converses with delicate winds. In the third movement, African drums accompany a syncopated juba dance, a folk tradition that originated in Angolia and moved with slaves to American plantations. On February 14, 1931, Florence married the widower Pussy Del Arnett, 
who was an insurance agent and former baseball player for the Chicago unions. Pusey was some 13 years her senior. They were separated by April 1934. However, apparently they never divorced. A number of Florence's other orchestral works were played by the WPA Symphony Orchestra of Detroit, the Chicago Women's Symphony, and the Women's Symphony Orchestra of Chicago. She wrote other extended works for orchestra, chamber works, art songs, works for violin, or organ anthems, piano pieces, spiritual arrangements, four symphonies, three piano concertos, and a violin concerto. Some of her more popular works are three, the, excuse me, are Three Little Negro Dances, Songs to a Dark Virgin, My Soul's Been Anchored in the Lord, for piano or orchestra and voice, and Moonbridge. Florence made considerable use of characteristic African-American melodies and rhythms in many of her works. Her concert overture on Negro spirituals, symphony in E minor, and Negro folk songs in counterpoint for string quartet all serve as an excellent examples of her style. On Easter Sunday in 1939, a concert was held on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. Marian Anderson, who was the famous African-American vocalist and dear friend of Florence, as we had noted earlier, was the star performer at this concert. There were 75,000 people gathered, and the finale was Florence's song, My Soul's Been Anchored in the Lord. The concert was broadcast on the radio, which meant this song reached hundreds of thousands of people across America. This was a huge accomplishment for an African-American woman at that time. Price was inducted into the American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers in 1940 for her work as a composer. In 1949, she published two of her spiritual arrangements, I Am Bound for the Kingdom and I'm Working on My Building, and dedicated them to Marian Anderson, who would perform them on a regular basis. On June 3rd, 1953, at the age of 66, Florence Price died from a stroke in Chicago, Illinois. Following her death, much of Florence's work was overshadowed as new musical styles emerged that fit the changing tastes of modern society. However, more recently, the music of Florence Price has seen a resurgence. In 2001, the Women's Philharmonic created an album of some of her work. In 2009, a substantial collection of her work and papers were found in an abandoned, dilapidated house on the outskirts of St. Anne, Illinois. This dilapidated house had once been Florence's summer home. The works consisted of dozens of her scores, including two violin concertos and her fourth symphony. The reasons for the shocking neglect of Florence Price's legacy are not hard to find. In a 1943 letter to the conductor Sergei Kosovisky, she introduced herself thus, quote, My dear Dr. Kosovisky, to begin with, I have two handicaps, those of sex and race. I am a woman, and I have some Negro blood in my veins, end quote. She obviously saw these factors as obstacles to her career. Indeed, she had a difficult time making headway in a culture that defined classical composers as white, 
male, and dead. In November 2018, the New York-based firm of G. Schirmer announced that it had acquired the exclusive worldwide rights to Florence's, Florence Price's complete catalog. I listened to quite a bit of her works, and I find that her music is quite similar to George Gershwin's style. It's they, A lot of people considered her to be very American in her style, and I can see that. Um, there are parts of, of her music that sound very reminiscent of a passage from Rhapsody in Blue. Um, my husband also suggested that the first movement to her symphony in E minor reminded him of music from Billy Joel and, well, Mr. Rogers, Mr. Fred Rogers. And I would have to admit that both of those composers are also very iconic music from America and, and are very important in our American music landscape. And I believe that Florence defied the social norms of the time, and she is truly a notable composer. <laughs> 